Today's episode is sponsored by the American Chemistry Council. Chemistry creates, America competes. You know in horror movies when somebody's like, Listen, I'm going to go out to the living room and check on what's going on up there. I'm going to go check that out or I'll, I'll be right back. I don't know what's going on, but I'm going to go outside and take a look around. And you're just like, no, do not do that. Do not do that. Andy, is that you? <laughs> yes, I do know exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> Do you, do you think that's how health officials feel right now, like seeing people, you know, not following <laughs> coronavirus guidelines and, and places lifting mask mandates and stuff? Yeah, I would say that's a pretty accurate description. <laughs> I think, you know, what you've heard from Dr. Fauci and Dr. Walensky and others over the course of the past several weeks is they've slowly been trying to warn people that if, you know, we don't pay attention to mask mandates and other public health restrictions that we could face a fourth surge of of COVID-19. And I think that has sort of reached a tipping point over the last couple of days. What we're likely seeing is because of things like spring break and pulling back on the mitigation methods that you've seen now, several states have done that. So I'm speaking today not necessarily as your CDC director, not only as your CDC director, but as a wife, as a mother, as a daughter, to ask you to just please hold on a little while longer. I'm Jeremy Siegel. This is Politico Dispatch. And today, Aaron Banco on what's behind the current rise in coronavirus infections and the possibility of a nightmare situation where cases outpace vaccinations, variants run wild, and things, well, get really bad. So nationally, cases are rising. We're up about 13% in terms of of COVID-19 case numbers uh, this week in comparison to last week. But the cases seem to be higher in states such as Michigan, New York, New Jersey, Florida, Connecticut. But I'd say that there's a pretty big emphasis right now on the Northeast. Do we know why cases are rising there so much? We're not exactly sure what is causing these this new uptick. I think it's a combination of things. We have these new uh, variants that have emerged over the past several months that uh, are spreading, from what I can tell, pretty rapidly uh, in the Northeast, particularly the B117 variant, which originated in the UK. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's a race against time. We're trying to get as many people vaccinated as possible. And so right now what we're seeing is that these infection numbers are just ticking up and up and up day over day. And so the concern in the Biden administration is right now is what happens if, if these numbers don't plateau and don't decrease? Could we see that fourth surge? And so everyone's sort of on pins and needles waiting to see what happens over the course of the next few weeks. This might be a dumb question, but right now we do have you know a good portion of the public vaccinated something like nearly 30 percent of adults in the u.s have gotten a shot and you know the shots i know do prevent people from getting sick at least with coronavirus why are we still seeing cases rise like this despite the fact that we are vaccinating a lot of people i think it's a really tough question i think scientists are still trying to figure this out but i i'd say the the bottom line right now is that we just have not vaccinated enough of the american public to blunt the increase in in infections and so that's what i meant when i said it's a race against time with these new variants emerging and they're highly transmissible variants 
we see in infection rates spiking right now. And so if you don't have a, a high percentage of the population vaccinated, that's going to become a problem. Also, we see certain portions of the country rolling back public health restrictions, reducing or eliminating mask mandates, people traveling more, people going on spring break. Spring breakers ignoring orders to leave. Miami Beach police using pepper balls and brute force to break up the party. And so the more these things happen in combination with one another, the more likely we're going to see another surge. What is the worst case scenario right now? If we do keep seeing cases rise like they are at the moment, what could happen? What everything tells us at this point is that if we don't get these infection rates under control, if these cases do not plateau, if they do not begin to decrease, we could see potentially new variants emerge that evade the vaccines that we currently have available. So we could reach a scenario, hypothetically, potentially, where we have these new variants emerging and we have to then go ahead and make another vaccine that works against them. And that can take significant amounts of time. In the meantime, what can the Biden administration do to try to prevent this, to try to prevent cases from surging? This has been a conversation and a very important one that's been happening over the past couple of weeks. It all comes down to a couple of different things, but primarily messaging. As much as we're doing, America, it's time to do even more. All of us have to do our part, every one of us. So the Biden administration wants to make sure that they are promoting the good work they're doing on the vaccine, you know, having this sense of hope instilled among Americans that the light is at the end of the tunnel, while simultaneously at the same time, uh, instilling in Americans a sense of urgency that we need to buckle down and make sure these infections do not continue to rise. With vaccines, there's hope. But people are, le- are, are, are letting up on precautions, which is a very bad thing. You know, we're giving up hard-fought, hard-won gains. And so the problem for the Biden administration right now is they're trying to message to distinctly different groups across the country, those who have been vaccinated, those who are still waiting for the shot, and those who don't want to get the shot. Uh, There are just different groups of people that they have to reach out to at this point. So seniors, please, if you've not gotten your shot yet, get it this week. Get it. As important as messaging is, as good as it can be to say on national TV, you know, get your vaccine, get your vaccine, or wear your mask, wear your mask, I feel like that at the end of the day is just telling people to do something. I mean, is there anything further that federal officials can do to prevent the worst case scenario here? You know, the other thing they can do is try to apply more pressure on state governors to get them to consider uh, re-implementing mass mandates or consider not reopening so quickly. Um, And those conversations are happening behind the scenes. But publicly, to this point, the Biden administration has urged people to continue universal mask wearing and social distancing, but there hasn't been too much direct pressure on individual governors to reverse course. And the fear is that if if the pressure is not applied and things don't change, we could be in real trouble. Can I just ask your gut feeling as someone who's been watching this all? Sure. Like looking at the next few weeks, the next few months, 
what do you think is going to happen with this race? Do you think we are looking at a problem situation or do you think we can get vaccinations up and cases down like we need to? I'm very confident that we'll continue to see vaccinations, those rates spike over the coming days. My fear is that the virus is spreading and replicating in a way that we don't fully understand right now, uh, that our surveillance systems are are sort of limited, right? We, we can't always tell on a day-to-day basis the rate of infection on a jurisdictional level, on a state level, on a national level. So my fear is that although we're increasing vaccinations a lot day over day, that the virus is spreading in a way that we don't fully understand. And my fear is that the virus will continue to spread rapidly and that we won't be able to catch up with vaccinations. I'm worried about new new variants emerging. All of it combined is is concerning. And so I think you'll start to hear health officials start to get even more anxious as they talk about this if the numbers begin to increase um, into next week. Because right now, health officials are really sort of banking on the fact that these cases could plateau and then decline. And so they're just waiting to see what the data tells them. But you have to remember, our data systems aren't really set up in a way where we can tell today, sitting here, that you know, okay, I'm going to look at this map and here's here's the rate of infection on any given day. Our, our data systems are set up in a way that we have significant lags in data reporting, in, in case surveillance reporting. So like I said, my fear is that the virus is already spreading more rapidly than we understand. Erin Banco, thanks so much for talking with me. Thanks for having me. Also today, the Democrat who lost a House race in Iowa last year by only six votes says she's dropping her challenge to GOP Representative Marionette Miller-Meeks's narrow victory. Rita Hart, a former state senator, announced on Wednesday that she's withdrawing her contest with the House Administration Committee, which she had asked to review the November election, arguing that roughly two dozen ballots were improperly rejected by local officials and would have flipped the result. Republicans had mounted a PR campaign against the House committee's review, calling it an improper use of congressional resources to resolve a state election issue after the race had already been certified and Miller Meeks was sworn in. And European regulators say there's no evidence to support limiting the use of the Oxford-AstraZeneca vaccine in any population due to concerns about blood clotting incidents. The announcement by the European Medicine Agency on Wednesday was made in the wake of both Germany and France deciding to restrict the shot to only older populations over the unproven fears. The agency's executive director said an ongoing review of cases so far shows no specific risk factors and that further recommendations will come after a meeting of the EMA's safety committee next week. Subscribe to Politico Dispatch wherever you get your podcasts. And while you're there, check out some of our other shows like Politico Energy, Pulse Check, and the Playbook Audio Briefing. I'm Jeremy Siegel. Thanks for listening.